Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 293 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of enemy territory, downtown Toronto, alongside Brandon Pillar up in Collingwood. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS store and join Pillsy and I this weekend on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. to get in on the action. It's interactive radio, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Well, it's another game day for your Ottawa Senators after a come-from-behind 4-2 victory against Winnipeg on Monday. They'll have that same opponent today. But could the lineup be different? Stay tuned. We're recording just before the Senators' morning skate. We'll be interested to see where Shane Pinto, where Jacob Bernard Docker fit into the lineup. Nikita Zaitsev had a maintenance day yesterday. Expect him back in the lineup. We'll have a full preview of tonight's game, including our locked-on player, our lookout player, and, of course, some keys to a Senators victory. The Belleville Senators continue their road trip as well. They're on to Stockton, or should I say Calgary, where the Heat are playing out of this season, a team that Belleville's done particularly well against. So we'll preview that game. Plus, a new member of the organization, while already drafted, Mad Sogart has signed a contract, a clearly goalie-friendly organization. They're now up to eight eight goalies in the system right now all that and more this is the locked on senators podcast your team every day today is wednesday april 14th and pilsy mad sogard signs his entry-level contract beginning next fall so he won't report to belleville as was predicted but he will join the team next year. Three-year entry-level contract. Just how big is it getting the Dane signed? Well, Ross, this is huge. And uh, six feet, seven inches, or 200 centimeters worth of huge. As Mad Sogard is a massive goalie. And he had a pretty decent season over in Denmark. And this is a guy that he was a second-round pick a few years ago. A lot of hype over him. And it's unfortunate we're not going to get to see him in Belleville. But, I mean, like you said, there's so many goalies already in the system. There's not really space for him right now. So I think that's okay. And we could see him play a major role with Kevin Mandelise in Belleville next season. He got to play lots of hockey this season, considering the WHL didn't start up. He had played the last few seasons in Medicine Hat, but went back to his native country. Always good to be where you're most comfortable during a pandemic, to say the least, but also ended up playing for the Esjerg Energy, if I'm saying that properly, and had them within two victories of the league final. So over there, he got to play 16 games and won 10 of them, had a 922 save percentage, and was just a solid year for his development. So could he realistically be the starter in Belleville next year? I think him and Mandelise, there's going to be a battle, right? Mandelise obviously has the has the edge with some AHL experience. And I think he's a year older too, right? So he's got a bit of an edge there. But Mad Sogard, I wouldn't count him out. This is, a, like you said, a big goalie. He's got a lot of skill. He's a second-round draft pick. So these two could have a really good battle, and I'm all here for it. Many are saying that Ottawa needs to find another East Coast League team to put 
Mandelize or Mad Sogard. And what I'd say to that, especially with Sogard, he's a very athletic goalie, but something about his game that needs the most work is staying positionally sound. I wouldn't put him near the East Coast League because I think that could just form bad habits of trying to dive all over because we know that league gets more off rebounds and, and bouncing pucks, and it's not as crisp as the NHL or AHL levels are. So I'd try to keep Sogard away from the East Coast League, but that's just my personal opinion. I think that he does have as good of a chance as anybody in the system, right? What Ottawa's doing is quantity over quality, and maybe I should – pull back the reins on that last part because they are drafting goalies in the first three rounds. It's not like they're taking late round flyers on these guys. Matt Sogart was drafted 37th overall, which is pretty close to a first rounder. When you think about it, I believe he was the second goalie taken in the draft. That might be one off on that one in the 2019 draft. So there's definitely Spencer Knight. And then I think maybe one other before him, but Hey, he's got as good a chance as any. And I like this move by the Senators to just stockpile goaltending prospects. I mean, really, uh, Trent Mann seems to take a goalie every draft. And I think you should. Like, goalies are voodoo. Uh, you and I can attest to that. We both thought we were going to be NHL All-Stars. <laughs> but here we are on a podcast in our living rooms talking about the Sens on Zoom. But, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for a goalie to, you know what, maybe you just like what you see from him in a young age. And then... Anything can happen. Like a good goalie coach comes along. He gets put into a good situation. He gets hot. He grows in size. All these kinds of things can change from an 18-year-old goalie to a 22-year-old goalie can be worlds of difference. I remember what happened at the draft now that I've looked it up. So in the start of the second round, Carolina has 36 overall, and they take a Russian goalie. So then Ottawa thinks, hey, maybe this is where the goalies start to go on a run. So they traded up to get Sogard with the next pick. Turned out there wasn't another goalie taken until 60th overall. So uh, How maybe, many spots up did they move? I believe they moved up three or four spots. But okay. I might be mistaken on that. Don't quote me. But anyways, they whenever you trade up, just like they did with Tyler Clevin, you have your eye on a guy. You want that player. And Ottawa got him. So now not only do they have him, but they have him signed. So to me, this opens up. Another possibility, and we'll get into this more and more as we get closer. Now the trade deadline's passed into what this means for expansion. Because it's looking more and more to me like Ottawa's going to lose a goalie. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I think they're going to lose a goalie for sure. The only other option, and we've talked about it a little bit, is I think Chris Tierney could be a guy that Seattle looks to pick up if he's left on a, uh, unprotected, like I think he probably will be. But you have so many goalies with the Sens that if you lose one of your goalies, that's fine. Like right now, like we just talked about, let's be honest, at least three or four of these goalies are kind of lottery tickets, right? Like you don't know if, whether they're going to be amazing, average, stay where they are, uh, lose potential, all these kinds of things. So let Seattle take one of your lottery tickets and you still got a couple nice shiny ones left in your pocket. Would you give up anything to make sure it's a certain no, goalie? No, no, you just no, let them no, play. No. You don't give up anything to protect anything. We saw the mistakes that were made in the Vegas draft. You know, you have to give someone up. So why not just lose one asset instead of multiple assets? And like we said, it's a, a lot of it with these young guys are lotteries. Like you don't know who's going to develop into what you think they are. Like look at a team like Anaheim, I bet is kicking themselves that they went out of their way to 
pay Vegas to take Shea Theodore instead of a couple of their other defensemen. Now Shea Theodore is a stud defenseman, and Vegas got an added piece. Uh, I think it was a draft pick on top of that. So you cannot be doing that in any way, shape, or form if you're the Senators, in my opinion. I'll ask you a different way then. Which goalie do you protect, and could it change between now and July? Yeah, see, that's the real question. Who do you protect? Because I'm still of the mind, and I know it's not popular opinion, and the stats don't support my argument, but I'm still of the mind you have to, if you want to turn the corner, Matt Murray's going to be a part of this. And if you leave him unprotected, maybe Seattle looks at him because that's a young goalie. Yes, it's a big contract, and they don't want to take on big contracts, but that's a young goalie with playoff experience that at the very worst can be your 1B backup, Mm. right? Like. (laughs) <laughs> if he gets back to where where we think he can and I still think he can this is a weird season he's still dealing with injuries he's in a new country a new team just had a kid all these kinds of things are are gonna affect you mentally as a goalie I'm not ready to give up on Matt Murray just yet when he was looking good he was looking real good we just need some consistency and and some health and he's got three more years left on this deal I don't know if you're going to be able to trade him because of that uh, high contract. The Senators took that because they knew they could afford it and it was a way for them to lock down what they thought was their next bonafide number one goalie. And I'm not willing to cast him off after 22 games where most of those games were a terrible team at the start of the season. No, but it's like what Ottawa did. Well, he didn't allow them to, but they tried to let Dion Phaneuf go unprotected because he had no movement clause. Seattle is not touching. Matt Murray's contract and you mentioned he's young he's the oldest of any of the goalies that Ottawa could protect so for me it's an absolute no-brainer to leave him unprotected and if they want him sure you go out in free agency and you replace and get a veteran but you don't it's not going to happen it's going to be one of the younger players who gets taken so for me you're protecting Joey Decord but you're starting to think if Joey's hurt now does that take away his value from Seattle and maybe Philip Gustafson's the guy. But to me, you're losing one of those two players. Yeah, and I can can see Seattle probably going for the young goalies because I think there's enough goalies around the league and there's a lot of goalie movement going on that they're going to be able to fill their starters with other guys. But I just – I think it would be a big problem if Seattle did take Murray and now the Senators are stuck with their young goalies. And then I don't like the idea of going to free agency with goalies. That's a stopgap decision. And then you're just – you're taking the rebuild to another year. It's going to take another year till you get a more experienced number one goalie. And I – I can't, I can't afford any more of that, Ross. I am tired of the rebuild. So I want to be set in place next season to be a playoff contending team. And I know I'm, uh, I'm saying it over and over again, but I do think Matt Murray is going to be a big part of that turnaround. Well, Matt Murray might get an opportunity tonight to get back on track. We know he had 12 straight games where it was great start, terrible start, great start, bad start, good start, terrible start, back and forth. So he needs to find consistency to his game. Matt Murray hasn't played since mid-February, but by all accounts, if he's feeling good at the morning skate, which is about to start, then he will be tonight's starter. Before we get to the Ottawa Senators' morning skate and what could shake out in the lineup, we also have to preview Belleville's game. And Ridley, Greg, this guy just keeps impressing in the WHL. We got to tell you about Locker Room. We've been having a ton of fun in the Locker Room, which is an app on the iOS store. It's a live audio sports talk platform that's free to download and use. You can join 
Pilsy and I in our locker room. We're doing it every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And you can interact with us as we do basically a bonus episode of Locked On Senators. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. You can share your own experiences on the app as well. Create your own room. Just put in the description what you're talking about and get after it. So Locker Room, you know it's free. You know it's audio only. And you can start or join ongoing conversations and watch games together. Or if you're just reacting to big news, you can join in on the conversation. And all you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free. Did I mention that? It's free in the iOS store. Create a profile. Link your Twitter and join the NHL group. You can follow me at Ross Levitan and Pilsy at Brandon Piller to be notified when our room goes live. We'll be going live in the locker room on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Come with your spiciest takes. And with your spiciest takes, you're going to need some fuel to keep those takes going. And what better way than to fuel up with Built Bar? Sunday morning, get your breakfast, get your coffee, and then... Why not have a built bar to get you through breakfast to lunch? A little, a little mid-meal snack. And you're gonna love built bar as that mid-meal snack because it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors, guys. Eight chocolate with nut, eight chocolate nut-free flavors. The bars are covered in 100 percent chocolate. Soft, easy to chew. I love the texture of built bar. It's great for the health-conscious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. It's the nutritional grand slam, as Ross likes to call it, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. But you're maybe thinking, I just heard all those flavors. I'm not sure what to try. That's why I'm here. You got the experts. Pillsy's pick of the day. We've been doing this almost every single podcast, and there's so many flavors to choose from. I'm going to give you guys something a little more fun this time. This is Built Bites. Maybe sometimes you're not fully hungry. Maybe you had a big breakfast, so you don't need a full Built Bar to get you through to lunch. Why not have Built Bites? They're the smaller ones. That uh, There's zero guilt, 100% taste. A new flavor of Built Bites that I'm so stoked to try. Cookie Dough Chunk. One of my favorite Built Bar flavors. Now you get it in a smaller, more convenient package. Where are you going to get it, though? BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. One more time, guys, to get that protein bar that tastes like a candy bar for you only Locked On podcast listeners. We have an exclusive promo code to use that. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. All right, Pilsy, as we're waiting for the Ottawa Senators to step on the ice for morning skate momentarily, uh, I take no pride in reporting this, by the way, but Logan Brown had a setback. Troy Mann was on TSN 1200 yesterday. He mentioned that Logan Brown's back is not ready to go. I don't know where this goes from here, man. I don't know either, honestly. like It's wild to think that we were talking about Logan Brown as the most pivotal role up up the middle for the Senators this season, and He's just been kind of a non-factor and mostly because of his health, right? Like you, you can look at his play and say it hasn't, hadn't been great this year either, but I'm sure while he was playing, there was lingering injuries because it seems like every day there's some sort of setback with him. And this is a thing with bigger players. I think once you start getting injuries, they, they kind of magnitude each time you get a different injury and they build on each other and it just becomes very difficult to recover. So I almost have pretty much 
a lot of sympathy for Logan Brown because it's not his fault. He's trying to get out there. But when your body is just isn't performing, you don't have those opportunities to make yourself look better and improve and develop. So this is just a tough situation all around. I think at this point, the trade value for Logan Brown has pretty much been minimized. And now he's, he's like that future bet that uh, you have on a cup winner that you're just on betonline.ag that you're just hoping grows and grows and grows. And eventually you can cash it. But uh, right now it's not looking too good. Let's just say that. Yeah. He's an expiring contract as well, which sucks for him, right? You thought he was going to want to really establish himself as an NHL player after getting 20 games last year. You can say the usage wasn't quite there, and yeah, he played a lot on the fourth line, but this was the year where he was going to get his real opportunity, and now you look at it, and in the last 13 months, he's played five hockey games at the AHL level, and his coach chirped that he just didn't look great in those five games. So where do you go from here? Do you even qualify him in the summer? I guess why not type thing, but I'm just at a loss because it seems like whenever he starts gaining momentum and not that it really happened this year, the most momentum he had this year was when Dorian said he was going to play with Stutzla and Batherson, but never ultimately got the chance. It just seems like, I don't know what you do next. I think they're going to get, there's going to be a one year deal, kind of one last show me deal. And then depending on how that season goes and his health, the Sens are going to have to decide, are we going to keep waiting on him or are we just going to ship him out for some sort of assets? And hopefully a team sees the potential and really thinks that a change of scenery will help them cash in on, on uh, Logan Brown. But at this point, like I honestly, like I said, I just feel bad for him because it's not, it's not fair that a guy has his career derailed like this and all that potential and all the talk of what he can be. And he's not able to try to grasp that and try to become that. So Hopefully we see a healthy Logan Brown next year because I think this year is, is kind of done. Yeah, we're wishing the best for Logan Brown and his health, but the Belleville Senators season moves on without him. They are in Calgary. Um, they've played 20 games this year. Everyone else has played 21. They are in dead last in the division, and it's not particularly close, although they do have five wins in their last 10 games, so that's something to build off of if you're Troy Mann. Now, Let's start with the positivity. Vitalia Bramov and Angus Crookshank have been fantastic uh, in recent games. Yep, absolutely. I mean, Crookshank has uh, an assist and a, at least a point in every single AHL game he's played. Vitalia Bramov's really kind of being the offensive catalyst for this team. And I think the Belleville has got a lot better now that, uh, I mean, you're still getting guys signed. I was going to say, you're not getting a new player signed on an ATO every week. That's still happening. Curtis Douglas was the last one of that, but I think that's kind of done now. They've got a full roster now. And I think you're going to see this team improve. We didn't see it last time against the Manitoba Moose. That was a poor performance to say the least. But this is a Stockton Heat team that hasn't been doing very well either, Ross. Like, their last five games, they lost four straight, except they won their last game up against Laval 3-1. to one. But they lost four games in a row before that. So I think this is a team that Belleville should try to hop hop on top of, make sure they get some confidence, and try to get these young guys feeling good again. I think we can see a Belleville win here. I hope so, because they need to keep these good vibes rolling and what really needs to change is their third periods. I'm telling you, Pilsy, this is complete, utter dominance from the opposition. And maybe it's a Manitoba thing because they did just come off four straight games against the Moose, but they've been outshot by at least 15 
in three of the last four games. Yeah, it's been real bad there. And the real problem with Belleville is they can't score. Like you said, they're they're behind games. Only two, two or four. I mean, Laval Rocket, they're behind six games, but we won't compare them. But they've got 20 less goals than all the other three teams that have only played two or four more games against them. Like their goals against is is kind of average, like right around where the other teams are. But the goals for is just nowhere close. So that's where they're going to have to pick it up. The penalty kill has been amazing for this team. But I want to see this team really build on some offense. And just a quick note. Kind of a, a strange move. Logan Shaw was named captain of the Belleville Senators, but he's hasn't played for Belleville in weeks because he's been on the taxi squad for the NHL. Kind of a, a strange move in my eyes, taking the captain from a team and just holding him on the taxi squad. Yeah, it is interesting. And the taxi squad uh, started to get onto the ice. Logan Shaw, a part of those guys. It's Shaw, Kopaka, Bishop, Allsing, Pinto, and JBD. So it looks like we'll have to wait at least until Saturday against the Montreal Canadiens for the two young stars to make their debut. What if Pinto has a great opener against Montreal? That would be absolutely epic. Yeah, that would be... While Caulfield's in Laval? Oh, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say the Caulfield uh, stands would hear from you, that's for sure. But I think... I think this is the right move by DJ Smith to give JBD and Pinto a little bit more time here. I think it would have been nice to get them in on a home game, which would be tonight before you head on a road trip, because then you can you, you get the matchups you want. It helps Shane Pinto in the faceoff dot, all that kind of stuff. But the the more practice they get, I think the better, because you got to remember these guys took a week off and that's going to affect their their skating, everything. And not only that, they're heading up to the the greatest league in the world from college. So give them a little extra time. You're not in a rush to get them in the lineup. So as much as fans are probably hating that, I do think it is the right move to give them a couple more practices. One thing of note, not only did the trade deadline pass, but there's also the AHL waiver list. So because JBD and Pinto were not sent to the minors before 3 p.m. on trade deadline day, they are ineligible to play for Belleville this season. So they are with Ottawa the rest of the way for better or for worse, or should I say for practice or for more, because they're guaranteed to be up with the big club. It's just a matter on how many games they'll get into. Although I'm of the understanding that they're going to burn a year of their entry-level contract regardless. So that, that's good for the player and it's good for the team to get them integrated before next season, because they're going to be big parts of this team in the future. Now, one sad note, and we should have really rolled off Logan Brown with this because I believe Logan Brown is a Memorial Cup champion, uh, if I'm not mistaken. That's canceled this year, and that sucks. But we kind of saw the writing on the wall. Hell, the OHL hasn't even started their season, and we're in April. So it's tough for those kids, but hopefully this is the last cycle of all these things being canceled. Yeah, I mean, my God, we can only hope, right? Like, Jesus. Especially, like, the, the big thing with the Mem Cup is – that was a prime setting and scene for scouts looking to the next draft because this you get to see most of the top guys playing for the most competitive games they've played in their junior careers going for the Mem Cup. And that's when you kind of really see what guys are made of, how they can take the grind of playoffs, all these kind of things, clutch moments, who's showing up big. So it's really unfortunate for this year's draft class that they don't get a Mem Cup. But like you said, like, the, the junior leagues in the CHL are just in shambles right now. Not no fault of their own, just with the climate of the world we're living in today. So it just wouldn't have made sense. It's unfortunate, but that's the way things go in today's world. 
Credit to me. I love when my brain doesn't deceit me. Logan Brown, a 2017 Memorial Cup champion. So as we wait for the world to get back to normal for the Memorial Cup, good thing is the WHL was able to agree and figure out a 24-game season. Ridley Gregg might be the hottest player in the WHL. He is scoring at will. His point streak ended, but now he's already starting another one. He's got points in back-to-back games. Yeah, that's classic Ridley. And he got his seventh goal of the year. How about seven goals, 13 assists for 20 points in 14 games for Ridley Craig? He's doing exactly what we wanted to see from him in Brandon. So I can't wait to see this guy come back to Belleville. That's going to be just incredible. Three points in his last two games as well. And he's got 15 shots on goal in those last two games. So he's funneling absolutely everything to the net. So This is just an awesome forgotten draft pick where you get to see him over and over again. You're like, wow, he is going to be a big part of this future. And speaking of betting, I'm all over the Ottawa Senators tonight. They line my pockets at betonline.ag. I bet on them live when they were down 2-0 against the Winnipeg Jets on Monday, and the payout was beautiful. And you don't get those kind of highs when you're not with betonline. BetOnline is the one place that has you covered, the only place that we trust when it comes to online sports wagering. We have plenty to wager on because it's the best time of year. The playoffs are upcoming in both the NBA and NHL. The Major League Baseball season is underway, and that's the easiest thing to bet on. Pick the best pitcher and just ride with him. But anywhere you do it, here's how you get a little extra in your wallet at betonline.ag. Go there, and because you're a listener of Locked On Senators, you, yes, you, are entitled to a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So sign up today for a free account at BetOnline, and when you make that first deposit, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus when you deposit with BetOnline. Now, Pilsy, let's go in to your parlay of the day yeah i'm sorry guys it's been a cold streak for pilsy's parlay of the day but i got a three game parlay here that i think is going to help fix things let's start with something i usually don't do betting on the montreal canadians i think they're going to beat the calgary flames flames had a nice game up against the leafs last night but i think the back-to-back for them is going to be tough so especially with them moving riddick and i mean sam bennett not a major influence there but it's one less nhl player on your roster so I think the Habs are going to jump on them here they made some pickups at the deadline too they're taking their money line at minus 160 then let's head over to the Vegas Golden Knights I like their deadline addition of Matthias Janmark I think that's going to help them out in a depth role we're going to take their money line up against the LA Kings at minus 205 they lost Jeff Carter that's going to be a big loss for them so I'm banking on the Knights to pounce on them and then I said it. I think Belleville does have a good chance up against the Stockton Heat here. I'm taking their money line at plus 135. So, Pilsy's parlay of the day. Montreal Canadiens money line minus 160. Vegas Golden Knights money line minus 205. Belleville Senators money line plus 135. Put $10 into that three-team parlay, and you're going to win 46.82. Let's hope we can hit this one so that we can the second half of the week can be all green numbers after a couple days of red numbers so that is pills parlay of the day betting on the montreal canadians that leaves a bad taste in my mouth hey how about david riddich already getting the blue and white pads and the helmet 24 hours after his arrival whereas anton forsberg is still wearing 
Jets gear. That's just a wild aside from that game. But the bottom line is you're going to be locked in to every game when you have action at betonline.ag because we don't want you on the sidelines. We want you in the action. And why not use our promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On Senators podcast wherever you download yours, whether it's Google Play, whether it's Spotify, Apple, you name it. We're on the platform. You can also follow us on social media as well at LockedOn.Senators and at SendCentral on Twitter. We've got 293 episodes in a catalog to choose from that includes interviews with Tim Stutzla, Jake Sanderson, Tyler Clevin, Igor Sokolov, Jamie McLennan. The list goes on and on. And I mentioned a TSN personality there. Dave Poulin joins the show tomorrow. Excited to have Pooley back. What a, what a complete beauty he is and, and great NHL analyst. So we're looking forward to talking with Poulin. So Pilsy, update from Sen's morning skate. Matt Murray, first goalie off the ice. What are you hoping to see from the 26-year-old back in action? Well, I'm surprised they went to Matt Murray, if I'm being honest. I thought Hogberg would have got the start here and they give Murray a little bit of extra time because it seemed like there was still something going on there. And he had said himself that it's more of a day-to-day, how am I feeling in the morning kind of thing. So I guess he's feeling pretty good this morning and he's ready to go. So Matt Murray was the first goalie off the ice at the morning skate. And when he left, Hogberg came on. So it almost seems like Hogberg's going to be the odd man out and it's going to be Murray with Forsberg backing him up tonight. Yeah, I think Hogberg has kind of fallen out of favor with DJ Smith uh, this this uh, kind of stretch here when he's been healthy. And you got to think too, new goaltending. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The numbers are there. And new goaltending coach Zach Burke is in here. He's probably given DJ Smith a little bit of info like, hey, I've only been here a short bit of time, but here's what I'm seeing. And Maybe that doesn't favor Hogberg either. I'm just speculating here, obviously. But I think it's great to see Matt Murray back. I'm going to say similar things that I said when Hogberg came back. Nothing too crazy here. Just I want to see smooth positioning. I want to see it was an upper body injury from what we know. So I want to see how he's using that upper body. If he's if he's uh, leaning towards one side or if he's not able to kind of turn his body a certain way. All of those kinds of things. It's more going to be about the game mechanics how is he feeling? How's he looking? Does he look confident? All that kind of stuff. I'm not really worried about the win or loss for Matt Murray here. It's just getting back into the groove of things. Well, let's get into the wins and losses. What is a key to victory for you up against the Winnipeg Jets for the seventh time this season? Well, they got to do what they did last game. And I guess as I'm saying that, that's kind of funny because I don't want them to get down to nothing. But what I'm getting at is if they do give up a lead, which the Senators are very used to doing early on, don't let it get you down like they've done this last two games, the game against the Leafs, the game against the Jets. Both those were close games. Like they lost the game against the Leafs, but it was right down to the wire. And then they ended up winning against the Jets. So really, I want to see them not let the other team dictate the momentum of this game. Like don't let them get a big goal and then build on that with more possession, more o time, more ozone time. Don't take frustrating penalties, all those kinds of things. Just Play your game. The Senators, they can have success when they stick to their game of, you know, 
play physical, block shots, grind, get pucks to the net, all those simple things that the Sens do well, I want to see them doing tonight. And I want to see another good game from Eric Brandstrom and Victor Mete, the two smaller, younger defensemen, not DJ Smith guys, but they're going to be thrust into a bigger role down the stretch here at the end of the season. Let's see some more positive momentum from those two. The Jets have the sixth most goals per game and the fourth best power play in the National Hockey League. So it's about being tight defensively. And I'll just say, score the first goal. Because DJ Smith's style of playing that defensive, responsible role works so much better when you have a 1-2-0 lead. And it's easier said than done, unless you're getting the Connor Hellebuck that we saw on Monday with two complete stinkers. I don't know if, if Lightning's going to strike twice when you have a goalie of the talent level of Connor Hellebuck. Maybe knock on wood, it's Laurent Brassois tonight. But if it's Hellebuck, get to him early and often, and then just protect the house. Don't let high danger chances in, especially on Matt Murray. You want to be able to allow him to see everything and keep things to the outside. Try to make it an easier night on him because my worry is that if one goes past him and then a second one, we might see the wheels fall all the way off. So I think the Senators as a defensive unit need to do a good job of that. And I'm also interested to see a specific defenseman, but I'll save that for my locked-on player because, yeah, my key for tonight is to score first and then lock it down. I don't want a run-and-gun game. I don't want to see 5-3 on the scoreboard, even if it's for the Sens. I think a nice 3-1 victory tonight for Ottawa. I'll call that right now. 3-1. to one. I'm going to put it in on Bet Online, and I'll see how that responds. But my locked-on player, I'll get to that now. Victor Mete only played nine minutes in his debut, traveled from Montreal. It was really just to get your feet wet. We've traded everyone on the decor. We need you into the lineup. But now he's had a full practice with the team yesterday. He's had a morning skate. It's time to get into your routine. And I'm hoping to see him up around 14, 15 minutes tonight and making simple passes and really just helping move the puck up ice. He's at something that the Sens defense, when they're at their average or at their worst, they're not able to get the puck up to their forwards with consistency. So not only him, but Branstrom as well. I really want to see that left side move the puck up ice. And if they could spell Shabbat back to 25, 26 minutes versus the 29 to 31 he's been playing, I think that would be an extra cherry on top for a successful night for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, I think uh, you've got a pretty spot on there that the defense here is going to be a big factor in this game. I'm going to go to the other side of the defense, the, the bigger, meaner, tougher side, and I'm going to be locked on to Josh Brown. He's been looking pretty pretty good considering how he looked at the start of the season lately, and he's got a big role now. Goody gone, Coburn gone, Riley gone. He is kind of DJ Smith's big, tough guy. Don't let it get to your head. Don't go out of your way to, you know, start fights and make big hits and get out of position. But just know that you're being given an opportunity here. And I want to see him really try to sh not shelter, but help make Victor Mete's job a little bit easier here by being safe and uh, defensively responsible. Funny enough. So we did not get line combos at morning skate. I think it was more of an optional than anything else but dj smith talking to the media right now his first two answers about our two locked on players as well, it came well, up well. after we mentioned it he said last game josh brown fought logan stanley because logan stanley was all over brady we don't want brady fighting all the time so brown stepped up and took care of things he also then says mete will play more tonight he drove in the day of the game monday but today will be in a better position to give us more minutes so the coach agreeing with us that those are two important pieces to a successful game tonight. Who are you looking out for 
on the Winnipeg Jets. I'm going to be looking up for Logan Stanley. This is a guy that uh, he, he's made his size and strength very known up against the Ottawa Senators. It seems like, I don't, I don't know if it's just me, but every time the camera panned to a Jets defender holding the puck behind the net, it was always Logan Stanley. So he's always kind of starting the play back there. He's a guy that it can be easy to get around him speed-wise. If you can get the lane on him, you're probably going to beat him. But he's so big, and he has such a – it's like Zidane Chara, right? Like his reach with his stick and how tall he is is incredible. So it's hard to get around his gaps. So that's going to be a guy that I want the Sens to figure out a way to get around him and to also not let him be such a big bully out there. That's why I highlighted Josh Brown. It, it deters that from happening. So I'm going to be locked on to Logan Stanley and seeing if the Sens can find creative ways to beat him logan stanley is also fighting for a spot to remain in the lineup because they acquired jordy ben at the deadline but obviously has to service quarantine so right now all the jets d well not all i'm sure that a couple uh like for example neil pionk and josh morrissey they feel okay but the other four they're all looking over their shoulder saying whose spot is he gonna take in the lineup so that's an interesting one as well for me my lookout player is Mark Shifley, and he's dominated the Sens this year. 12 points in seven games, but I'm almost looking at him because I know that Shane Pinto is going to be watching him from the stands because he's his favorite player, has been for years. So I want Pinto to be watching what he does in the little areas of the game because that's what makes Mark Shifley such a good player. His little bumper passes through the neutral zone. He plays with speedy wingers and Kyle Connor and Nikolai Ehlers, and he knows how to find those guys with speed. So if Pinto is starting between Stutzla and Batherson, I think you could see a similar kind of dynamic there. So I'm hoping that not only am I looking out for Mark Shifley, but that Shane Pinto is keeping a keen eye on him as well. I know Brad Barry spoke earlier this season saying that if he reaches his potential, he sees Mark Shifley type upside. So I'm looking out for Mark Shifley in tonight's game. And I should say it's the eighth matchup. I missed the pesky overtime loss that Ottawa had earlier. So Ottawa's now played Winnipeg seven times tonight, the eight. And I think we've set it up pretty well, Pilsy. There's lots of intrigue. And I'm just hoping for a nice start. Because going down 2 nothing in back-to-back games now, right? Austin Matthews did it himself against the Leafs. And then they go up 2 nothing as well. Let's see that flip. Let's see a quick start and get on the scoreboard early. Yeah, I'm with you there. And the Sens are wearing the reverse retro jerseys. So anytime you wear your your nice, flashy, fancy jerseys, you want to put out a good effort, uh, look good, play good, win good. So hopefully that's what the Sens are up to tonight. Imagine Matt Murray came out with like an all red setup or something. He's not, he's not. Uh, but hey, they're still going to look good with those red reverse retros. Good point, Pilsy. Hey, follow us on Twitter as well, at Sens Central for up to the minute analysis, opinion, and stats. And We'll be back tomorrow, as we mentioned, with TSN hockey insider Dave Poulin. But for today, we say goodbye to Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.